0: All right, we, we did it. We, we're doing a podcast right now. Yep, <laughs> here we go. All right, so, all right. so uh, hey, I'm Mike Rundle. I'm uh, the guy you follow on Twitter, but you forgot uh, why you followed me in the first place. Eli, you want to introduce
1: yourself? Sure. I'm Eli. Uh, I'm a design critic, and uh, I'm excited to do this podcast. Yeah. You're the, you're the bad boy of design
0: criticism on Twitter. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> Some people might say that but you but you're so
0: soft and gentle in person though. I don't it doesn't it doesn't line up. You're supposed to be mean. You're, you don't sound
1: mean. That's the problem. Well, let's see. I guess we'll have to wait until we get into the podcast and <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so I think it was like a, maybe like a month ago
0: where I messaged you and I was like, "Hey, we should do like a podcast." I think I think that day we both got like just utterly demolished on Twitter for whatever opinions we had. I was like, "Hey, we should do a uh, we should do a podcast." right
1: yeah and then uh, this whole event happened with apple launching uh, the iphone x which i'm sure we'll get into but this seemed like a good time to just jump into it right
0: yeah yeah so just pretend everybody should just pretend we have like really great you know intro music and you know pausing for advertisers and all that
1: right all the stuff we're
0: supposed to do anyway (laughs) all right so uh i guess let's get into it so um We got this agenda kind of written down of what we want to talk about, so we'll we'll go through. But, um, you know, getting right to it, you know, kind of going into the hardware. So Apple unveiled a bunch of new iPhones, three three different iPhones, two of which look like the 6 and the 6S and the 7. (laughs) And the new one looks like the 8, or it looks like the, uh, you know, the brand new one. So let's just talk about the 8 and the 8+. plus. So they they released some new ones. It looks like you know again the six success same language as you know four years ago plus, um, but the back is glass because you know they, they wanted to do something different uh, to make people buy them. Mm-hmm. And you know the glass back allows for induction charging. Um, what's what's your take on the on the just the general hardware of the of the eight and eight plus, or maybe the, the what do you think Apple's kind of strategy is with those?
1: Uh well it seems like a, sort of an afterthought and it was sort of interesting how they how they promoted it in the website they had uh, a bunch of really flashy backgrounds for the 8 and 8 plus and they had yeah. a sort of less flashy background for the for the iPhone 10 but the interesting mm-hmm. thing about that is obviously the in the keynote it was so uh it was so sort of less important such less important uh, feature for them than the iPhone
0: 10 you know you, you're totally right like the website and I guess we'll talk about the, the the 10 a little bit but yeah the website for the 10 is pretty uh, like if you compare it to the IMac pro website like the IMac Pro website is pretty baller like they obviously spend a lot of time and effort on it and they have all these like scrolling effects and, and whatnot mm-hmm. um, but then the 10 which is like their future smartphones, you know, it's, it's pretty benign. And then you're right about the eight. They have this cool, like, I don't know if it's like an SVG mask or something where you scroll up and it has like the reflection in the eight and, and all that. So it was, yeah, you're right. It's interesting. Their, their their marketing on the at the event doesn't quite match like the level of effort on the website.
1: Right. Yeah, right. totally right. And uh, the Lord I was looking for is de-emphasized I mean, it just seems like you said they have that eight in the reflections, and it's. I mean, I think it could have if they hadn't had the the ten, then it certainly would have stood as a solid product page. But it you know in comparison, yeah. the two are just totally uh, different worlds. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the the 8, like, so
0: obviously they've had the same or very similar design language since the 6. Um, it feels like maybe they've been working on the 10 since around or maybe before the 6, but maybe they thought they were going to be able to ship the 10 like last year or maybe mm. two years ago such that it would be – like the seven would be the brand new language that you know that just showed off in the ten, but they couldn't ship it until now. So they had like they're just like, well, I guess we're gonna you know <laughs> reuse the previous generation, even though it's an S year. You know, what do we do about that?
1: <laughs> right, right. That makes a lot of sense, and it also wouldn't have led to the problems of the naming convention. Right. Yeah, because they have
0: a new number. But it looks like the previous, which is the, I mean, pretty much the first time this happened. I mean, I know the, you know, the 5 and the 4S were pretty similar, but obviously the 5 is taller and it was thinner and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it was, there was an obvious difference. Right Here, I mean, this definitely could have been, you know, I think it was the, I think it was the glass back. I mean, if they, maybe there was a, you know, a conversation deep in Cupertino about, you know, is this going to be a 7S um, with maybe the same type of back on the seven, and then it was like, well, you know, we probably can't do that. Let's add the let's add the glass back, and you know, charging support, uh, you know, through the glass, and then that's you know enough of a design delta to to jump into an eight. You know, I wonder what the the thinking was on that.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so here's kind of a breakdown. So the rear camera on the eight is 12 megapixel rear camera on the 10 12 megapixel obviously there's two of them on the 10 uh, but the same you know same megapixel sure now they both have image stabilization they both the 8 and the 10 are shooting 4k video at 24 30 60 frames per second uh, they're both shooting 1080p video at 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second mm-hmm. um, so those are the same between the 8 and the 10, they also both do HDR photos and video. Mm. They both shoot the same slow motion video, 1080p, at 120 or 240 frames per second. So really the only difference between the 8 and the 10 is the 10 has two cameras in the back. You know, the 8 Plus has two cameras in the back, but just Eight versus ten, you'd think there'd be a larger difference there for the camera, and there's and there's really not.
1: Mm, right.
0: So as far as portrait mode and portrait lighting, the eight plus has rear portrait mode and portrait lighting. The ten has rear portrait mode, and portrait lighting. The ten also has front-facing portrait mode, and portrait lighting because it has the uh, true depth camera in addition to the front-facing one. The 8 and the 8 Plus, neither of those have the front-facing portrait mode or portrait lighting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, especially with the Plus, um, they want to have that in sort of the middle range between the 8 and the 10 where it has to justify being somewhat more expensive. But then also they can't introduce all the features that, like you said, have the sensors
0: yeah and yeah, I was just looking through um, you know obviously there's you know two cameras in the back of the of the ten, you know only one of the eight, but it, it's funny like that you would think that Apple at least I, I thought that Apple would it seems like Apple didn't make a, a really large delta between the eight and the ten like obviously the ten you know, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into the the notch and the OLED screen and whatnot. But the display, the display in the ten and the display in the eight have the same brightness. So you know, six twenty four, six twenty five is the max brightness on both of them. Obviously, you know, the contrast is way higher on the OLED screen because blacks are you know, there's no no light at all. Right. It's got the same brightness as the 10's display. They're they're really similar. It's you know, you'd think Apple would make a larger like moat in between them. You know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess they think that the other features are so significant, like the emoji, or I guess we'll get we'll get more into that. But they must yeah. be pretty confident in the rest of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's a good point. Like the they're differentiating in in, in more in the software. Like obviously, you know, the the 10 physically looks different, but. Um, you know the software is kind of where they're making the differentiation differentiation. Right. But it 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 feels like if they maybe if they believed and this is just total speculation, but if they believed in the ten so strongly, why why make the eight hardware as good? Like why not just you know update the CPU GPU and then really make the case to buy the ten.
1: You know? Yeah. I I mean, I certainly, if I were to buy one, the price difference between the two is so insignificant per month if, if you're going subsidized and also uh, just in general. I mean, even if you bought it off contract, it's maybe a hundred or however. The difference is not significant for anybody who's going to be getting these high-end phones in the first place. Yeah. Hm. All right. So... I guess jump into the to the to
0: the ten mm-hmm. OLED screen. A uh, first in the iPhone, the screen itself is HDR, right? Uh, super high contrast. Uh, have you have you kind of? Do you have like an OLED TV, or do you have like any kind of OLED screens? I mean, that you have like seen or played with before? I've certainly
1: seen them, and they as far as. I can't speak to any specific device, but they definitely are improved. The one thing in particular though with this new screen is that it's a true 3X. It's not the downsampling that they used to have on the iPhone Plus models. And so that is something I'm very excited about because it was always kind of aggravating that Apple would introduce retina and then have it be downscaled. So of course, like these are such massive uh, densities that you probably can't tell the difference. But on some things like one pixel lines and dividers and things, you could, t- you could definitely tell, I mean, if you look closely, but also just in general, it would look a little blurry. So this is, this is uh, I think, a big improvement, and I'm glad that they finally have that true 3x.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree about the kind of the hairlines and, and stuff like that, because you're right about the, the, the scaling. and you, you would think, too, on a $1,000 premium future of the smartphone Apple device you would have, you know, the raw, the raw density, the raw pixels, you know, as advertised. So that's, I mean, that's good to see. Um, and, you know, getting to the the sensors on the hardware on the 10, right. um, it didn't, you know, the analysts and the blogs didn't quite get all of the sensors. Like, you know, they talked about obviously the front facing camera, there was some general like three D IR, you know, projection, blah 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 that would generate, you know, whatever needed for the for the depth. But, you know, all the 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 quantity of sensors I think I think people kinda of miss. So like there's an infrared camera, there's a flood illuminator, whatever that is. Um, I think Michael Steber just had a funny joke about they wish they had that down at Houston. To, <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, wow. um, too and soon. then uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, it's too soon. Like, where's the flood? Oh, shit, it's my floor. Um, and then a proximity sensor. And then they had this dot projector. So dot projector versus flood illuminator. Uh, maybe just marketing bullshit. Maybe, you know, maybe all these things come together to generate the, the depth map or something. But um, definitely more sensors, and I think, front-facing than people thought,
1: right? And
0: they certainly take up their space. Yeah, they, it's it's really like a it's like a self driving car up there. You know, you look like self driving cars, with all the different lidar and all that stuff at the top, and it's like, damn, look at all that stuff on the you know on the hood or whatever. Right. This is really the the same thing. It's quite the array up there, and it it seems like Apple's proud of it. You know, like they're you know, I guess getting into the the portion of our chat, we're going to talk about the notch and whatnot, but. Uh, they're they're proud of the area at the top, mm-hmm. you know. They're not hiding it. It's in all the marketing stuff, and they, you know, it's really like here's our shelf right. of, you know, intricate <laughs> components that we've been working on, for, the better part of a decade, you know. Enjoy it.
1: And it's it's also interesting because when it comes to they they didn't have to break ground on this. I think if other phones like the Essential hadn't put out prominent notches of their own, although way less obtrusively in the case of essential. The uh, <laughs> if they hadn't done that, Apple might have taken even more flack than they may be taken currently. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it was an allergic reaction to
0: people saying that the size of the forehead and the chin on the iPhone was huge. In an era of the new Android phones, which are mostly screened,
1: right. you know? Right, yeah. And the thing is, though, that I, I think you had posted possibly this morning something about LG being having a much better ratio screen ratio, ignoring the fact that obviously Apple has included a lot of extra space, but just visually, I think the amount of space available looks better than having the notch there. Yeah, and... I was I was like soul searching last night I was trying
0: I was trying to figure out what is the what is the crux of why it feels uneasy when looking at you know apps running on the iPhone 10 um, and I, I haven't quite nailed it down, but in in my mind, it feels like it's not so much the notch that screws up kind of the visual treatment of of you know iOS eleven. It's more the large radius on all of the corners. Mm. Um, and and my, my theory is, like, so, you know, since, you know, the iPhone came out, we've had square corners on our iPhone screens. So, you know, the status bar, the the items in the status bar were, are, are pushed, you know, pretty much close to the, as far close to the edge as they, as they can with, you know, a few pixels kind of, you know, padding inside there, you know, nicely tucked, you know, either left aligned to the left side in the status bar or to the right side or centered so You know these these three like nicely defined areas that have this kind of classic alignment, you know Um, but with you you know with the iPhone 10 with the notch there's So first off you have these massive corner radii on on the left and the right, you know top left top right Mm -hmm. so you can't Easily tuck UI elements up into that corner because the radius is so big; it would just look terrible. Right. Um, and then, and then also, you would you would think that okay, if they're not going to kind of tuck it up into the left and right, the the this the size of the you know each ear you know, but besides you know between the left edge and the you know the side of the notch on the other side, it it drives more of a I think a towards a center alignment then a you know center horizontal alignment then a tuck it up against the left mm-hmm. just to to fill the space nicely but there's nowhere to kind of align the center alignment with because you have these massive corner radii on on each side and the, there's like no good space to to as a reference point for the alignment
1: right well one thing they could have done and they may have done to some degree with the Indicators when you're in a phone call, that sort of thing, is they could have had a container, but of course, a container that would be within one of those ears, um, and that would allow them to use more of the space, if anything, because, but then it wouldn't have had this airy quality that they want. With obviously, when they have video going underneath the the notch, and when they want to have full screen things, it would. Defeat the purpose of all this extra real estate if you threw a container in there. Although it would make it look like it was coherent and it had a sense of um, better spacing, rather than kind of this strange alignment with the bottom of the notch and the bottom of this these uh, indicators up there.
0: Yeah, you're you're right about the container. Um, The container would have it. You know, it would give it a space to live inside versus you know right now the time feels like it fell from the sky and just landed somewhere you know, in the top left. Right. Um, and then, you know, uh, what, you know, what still bothers me, so if, if they, if they blacked out the left and the right on either side of the, of the notch, then they could have put the status bar elements right up against the edge of the display, like right up against it. Because you wouldn't really be, you wouldn't really be able to perceive the edge of the display. Mm. I guess on the, on the, the white, the white front model you could, but the, You'd be able to perceive the edge because of OLED, it would just go up against it. Um, and then also, uh, there, was, there was no law that said Apple had to use this specific radius for all of the corner edges, the corners, right? You know, they just basically took the, the physical radius that they've been doing on iPhones for a couple years and, you know, inset the screen. I think you know at the at the proper kind of radius delta, so that it you know matches up correctly with the with the outside. But they they didn't have to do that. You know they they could have made the screen radius be much sharper um, and adjusted the outside you know physical devices radius to match it, such that they could push elements out to the out to the corners more. Right? right I mean, yeah. Well,
1: you know, they dis- could have done that, distinguishing from Android is worth all of the UI problems that we're going to be facing for the next few years. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Didn't they, I mean, that was the crux of the, I guess the iPad was, you know, the rounded radius was, was not uh, an obvious design choice. They, they labored over it to, uh, to arrive at that specific Apple design. So I guess you're right. They, they're loath to throw that, that radius. They're so tied to out well, to, uh, to solve it. Yeah,
1: they are, except when they aren't right. And, there was an interesting thing with the battery icon. I was kind of zooming in, and I saw that basically they they're so obsessed ultimately with with conforming different corner corner radii to each other, except when it comes to UI elements. And there, there's just a thousand that I've that I've seen over the years where the inner radius won't conform to the outer radius. And you'll see people will justify this, and they'll say, "Oh, but." if you conform the outer to the current inner one, then it's too round. And if you conform the inner one to the outer one, then it's too small. And it's and it's like, okay, well, let's take that argument and, you know, extend it to the phone itself. Why didn't they make the phone's corners not conform to each other if that's such a, a logical thing for your optical, for it to look good optically? You know, it, they should be totally consistent. Either, you know, ignore the math and, and make it so that, it just looks wonky but supposedly good according to everybody, or make everything one hundred percent consistent. but I think there's just an attention to detail detail that doesn't exist in software where Ive is meticulous about the hardware
0: mm-hmm. now that's that's a good point. I think there's been hand-wringing over um, oh, you know, they exported it wrong or or you know there's like two there's like you know two sides, and it's you know one is. You know they exported it wrong, or you know uh, maybe they designed it at 2x and you know they didn't want to tweak it, or it's too much effort to tweak to 3x like that. That is so it's such bullshit, and you know a lot of apps do that. There was um, oh I forget which app I, I looked at the other day oh the new media app. So they they updated the the icons in the tab bar. Um, and they're just terrible at 3X. Like, they're, they're all... I mean, even at... You know, on a 7, at 2X, it's, like, obviously unmatched strokes, um, like, in the same icon.
1: Because
0: hmm. they just didn't bother, you know, aligning the, the pixel edges. But, like, it's... It sits a crock of shit when it's a like you know an extremely important icon like maybe if it's a a small throwaway icon on you know a a corner of an FTU experience or something I mean I don't know I guess you can cut corners there but like if it's you know the tab bar icons of your app or the battery icon that you see the entire time you're using the phone which is
1: exactly where the these you know the prominent part of the new display yeah like there's it's like you could probably get away with
0: screwing up you know the edges on like a three x or you know a three x asset on you know some throwaway thing, but not on like the most important things it's like it's like screwing up your app icon or or something like you know it's like super obvious,
1: yeah, and well, a lot of that's been done in the past few years, so oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I was trying to I was trying to yeah, so the you know a bunch of mock ups on Twitter about. You know, filling in the top space with black, and then essentially taking the, the 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 radii measurement of the top corners and make you know filling that with a you know a white rounded rack starting below the you know below the status bar area below the notch. Right. Um, and I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think it's probably going to look potentially ugly in the multitasking switching view, mm. um, maybe, but. You know, and people are you know wringing their hands over it's against the you know the new recommendation and the new HIG and the video that just came out and you can't do that. Like if we follow, if we made every app look like iOS seven, you know, when it happened, then you know every app would be supremely ugly. You know, the the nicest apps in the last couple of years have deviated from HIG or expected
1: norms you know, in some way. That's for sure. Yeah. They, I, you know, personally, I would like them to have diverged a whole lot more, but I agree with you that the best apps, you know, took their own perspective and went in an interesting new direction, which kind of yeah. is what, what people have been talking about now, which is don't do custom UI, which, I mean, it's not like that's a new concept, but you know now with this new hardware change that's influencing software design they're saying don't do anything custom and and yet the best things have been those that have diverged
0: yeah and and this is a very small custom thing on the spectrum of how custom you can make your ui right i mean this is a extremely small you know change to make to your app to make it look you know I don't know, subjectively better on the on the 10. It's not like you're you're implementing full shadows and textures something that would be, you know, people would you be shunned in the in the design community for. this is just a small, you know, patching still in the flat design uh, on trend, right? So and I, and I think it's to be seen. I mean, I think if Apple, you know, takes the nuclear option and and uh, does not approve apps that put black at the top or you know slightly rejigger the layout a little bit to look a little bit nicer or whatever if they don't approve that i think i think that's probably the nuclear option then that would be terrible i, I can't see apple doing that though
1: right well the Can best you? people are going to be doing it so if they're going to start i think so rejecting yeah. apps from top people maybe it won't be this particular uh divergence where you put this extra round direct underneath the nav bar but uh if you there there are a variety of things that people might do given this new hardware and yeah i can't see them rejecting some of the most strong developers
0: yeah I mean, people people have been i, I mean we have a rectangle and we fill it with pixels and you know there's recommendations and, and interesting apps have been doing interesting things for many years that apple didn't do but then they than they did a couple years later. Uh, you know, they adopted it a few years later. So, you know, maybe if enough apps, uh, you know, do something artificial to hide the notch, then Apple will <laughs> maybe in iOS 12 will, you know, do something different or 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 whatever. I mean, we can we can push the envelope. You know, if we don't try, then we have no leg to stand on. We might as well try and make it look good to our own eyes you know
1: absolutely um one thing going back a little bit to the notch uh that i'm interested in is the idea of why the notch now and when it comes to for instance a lot of their uh copywriting and their the promotional copy that they had on the website talked about things like uh, how do you create? I'm just quoting here. How do you create a deeply intelligent device whose enclosure and display are a single uninterrupted element? That's the goal we set for ourselves with the original iPhone, and with 10 we've achieved it. And with with this, it seems like, in a way, they're premature on their feeling successful about this. Where it seems to me the notch is definitely going to go away, and thing about patents. uh, There were two in particular that have come to light recently. Um, I mean, I I was aware of one of them, but uh, basically they had one patent for bezel-less phones, um, which may or may not come to be. Um, It seems like a pretty difficult task to achieve that at all. But they also have uh, another patent for integrating camera sensors within the screen itself. So that would kind of invalidate the need for a notch at all. Um, yeah. And we can put these links in the show notes to these uh, patents, but it's just, it seems like they're, they're totally uh, premature in, in having all of this success uh, language when yeah. it, it's not, they haven't achieved it. They have this really big protrusion into the screen. Yeah. This is, <laughs>
0: this is their mission accomplished banner on the aircraft carrier, right? George Bush's moment. Exactly. Um, yeah. The, yeah, it's it's like they're afraid to recognize that the ideal state is just a big glowing you know rectangle with it's just you know a screen and everything is inside that you know it's there's no shame in you know saying that they're getting cl- I mean I guess it's just marketing you know kerfluffery versus you know the reality like I I can't imagine any designers at Apple or industrial designers think that this is the ideal state of an iPhone the final state that. You know they won't deviate from for another decade, uh, because obviously it's a compromise. The whole thing is a compromise design. I mean, you know this was the, the notch and what to do with the status bar and the elements is is all compromise. I mean, I I imagine that designers at Apple had a hell of a time trying to figure out what to do with this kind of like shit sandwich they were served in order to make it. Decent, yeah. You know, like where do we put the elements? I don't know. There's, there's no, there's nothing to line anything up against. Exactly. Uh, you know, and especially on the right side, the, the three icons up there and like the little the little bar underneath it, they, it, it, they just sit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like the icons were redrawn to kind of fit nicely in the in the in the vertical space of the the ear at the top right. they were just kind of like. They didn't redraw any of the icons to fit up in there, maybe smaller or or more slender or, or whatever. They just took what they had and they're just like <laughs> moving it around in sketch or whatever until it wasn't terrible. I, <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they seem very squeezed squeezed together and not a good book.
0: So do you want to talk about some of the the new iOS stuff for the 10? Some of the some of the fun new things like Animoji? I'm sure you have a take on an
1: yeah, well, an emoji. I mean, it's it's sort of an interesting thing in the sense that it aligns with the philosophy of, of emoji from the beginning. I mean, I don't think they're going too far mm-hmm. from the intent of emoji in the first place, uh, being expressive of something that you couldn't necessarily put to words. Um, but yeah, it's very catchy. Uh, it seems like it's something that people will find interesting as a novelty, and then eventually forget even exists uh i mean i remember the first few days of using stickers for instance and i haven't used them since and nobody and no is sending me stickers but maybe i'm a total edge case here right no i'm 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 with you uh and it
0: it seems like every ios release has a nod towards things that would make 16 year olds super happy <laughs> right so you know the, the iMessage effects with the confetti and, and all that the lasers right. uh, and then they added I remember it was like a point update to ios I feel like it's like ios nine point something. I could be wrong but they added just an absolute ton of emoji to a random like point security update uh, and it had like massive uptake because of that because everybody just wanted you know the new emoji mm. so it, it feels like it feels like they're in a in a in a in a pattern now where every every device, every iOS version needs to have kind of this nod towards I mean it's fun. Uh this nod towards fun for the for the sake of fun. Um you know, I, I can't imagine them stopping now they're on this this train. Like I'm I'm sure every new device, every new iOS version going forward will have like one, you know, quote fun feature. Right. You know?
1: Well, it's interesting because it it isn't even necessarily something new or recent. Since the emoji, I think if you go back to and possibly earlier, but if you go back to some of the early photo booth um, and iChat, uh, maybe it was iChat that did it first. But there were these filters that Steve Jobs demoed in one of the keynotes, you know, yeah. a decade or more ago, um, and they had all these funky effects. And the thing is, though, that that was not the selling point of the OS when they introduced those things. But here, it's like they're kind of stuck. You know, maybe maybe they've done everything software-wise as that can be done. That's going to blow people's minds. But it seems, you know, more than a decade ago, that was kind of a little gimmick that we said, "Oh, fun and that's cool." Right. But now it's this is the big marketing push. Everybody, you know, even Johnny, I have the most proper guy out there who's very concerned about, you know, look, being serious and all this, they're going to, you know, take him and put him front and center as, and, um, what was it? Uh, the other, the other exact, Federiki. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's fun and you know, everybody enjoys that, but it is, just, it's a very different sort of feel of how they're introducing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're totally right about that. Like, it, it, it used to be kind of off to the side, but now with you know, like the differentiators on the iPhone 10 for the for the front, you have Face ID, you have front portrait lighting um, in the front, and then the 10 is the only one to have that in the front. And then you have an emoji. So those are the the three big ticket selling points for the 10 that they really highlighted. I mean, they did all the sci-fi, like, you know, renders on the dots hitting your face and illuminates your face and blah, 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 right? That was a big selling point for the 10. But right now, there's basically three things to do with it. And one of them is controlling the emoji. Um, You know, there's not... and, And, you know, something that I thought would be a little bit more strongly mentioned, or, or I don't know, like they would have written more software to, to, to do it, is, you know, the, the 3D depth information. I mean, they showed mm-hmm. the Snapchat lens running, and to me, it looked, first off, it looked almost identical to the lenses Snapchat already has, okay, number one. <laughs> number two, it looked almost identical to the lenses that Masquerade shipped over a year ago without this depth lens. Like, they had full, I mean, they shipped an Iron Man Mask over your face that was all 3D. Or if you nodded down, the mask went over your face and the eyes lit up, and it and it matched your. I mean, they did this mm. with you know flat 2D images. So if if like a team in uh, you know Eastern Europe could build Masquerade like over you know a year and a half ago with just flat 2D images and and math, then why would they just do a simple Snapchat? lens demo to demonstrate the new true depth camera or sensors when it it was not a 10x improvement or a 2x over what Snapchat already does it wasn't like yeah. mind blowing it was the same shit other apps executed over a year ago so that, was that the best they could you know the, the the best demo they could come up with for this new stuff like did they did they not give snapchat or anybody else like long enough time to actually like you know sit in a room and think about what they could do with this this math and data because i mean i I mean i guess for like all the old white dudes in that room who don't use snapchat and are like oh my god snapchat lenses on your face maybe they didn't realize that like this is like a thing that already existed maybe Mm -hmm. they thought it was brand new or net new because i mean it already exists and it was done years ago by a different I mean but Facebook bought Masquerade, like Facebook has all that technology. I, I don't know. I expected a lot more and it's it seems odd to me that face ID, controlling an emoji, and these really lame Snapchat lenses that look almost identical to the current shipping lenses was the big demo.
1: Totally. And you know? and kind of I'm curious, uh, especially with the uh, Medium article that you wrote about AR, they did have some demos of AR games, which were pretty cool. Um, but I, I thought that, especially in the marketing on the website, I thought they would go into more depth on on the uh, AR. And maybe that's, uh, clearly it's still a work in progress, especially from their uh, Human Interface Guidelines page about it, which is so limited uh it's surprising they even launched it of course it says beta <laughs> on it but still yeah. i mean guess going along with that i'm curious what kinds of things do you think they should have or could have um, promoted more as far as ar features go because that really should be such a big part of yeah you know the iphone 10 the promotion of it
0: yeah my take was that uh, that the iPhone X would put and this is before the iPhone X came out, but the iPhone X would bring AR kit to the front-facing camera so that you could put things um, you know into the scene. Uh, Clips, which is the social media, you know, app that, that Apple released, um, that wasn't part of the keynote, but Clips, the new version of Clips for iPhone X does make use of the, the front Uh, True depth camera to do like this this like panoramic immersive 3d like scene behind you like it turns you into like a I don't know like a manga comic with like, you know something behind you Mm -hmm. Um, so like they they did some stuff there, but that didn't make the keynote so maybe Maybe they just you know for fear of secrecy. They didn't tell snapchat until like you know two weeks ago like this thing existed Mm -hmm. Um, but but related to the to the AR you know I think it was about a year ago now. Uh, Matt Mazio from, or formerly of Lowercase Capital, he had this, this like Snapchat story, and, and only a few people saw it. I guess it was like transcribed because like you know it goes away after you know after day. But he had this great Snapchat story about um, AR in in the front of your camera, where you could, uh, in the front of your phone, you could basically. Purchase, you know, say you purchased an item like a can of Coke and you were drinking it and you held it up to your phone. Your phone recognized that you bought the Coke and it would maybe unlock something, you know, digital for you on their website. Or maybe you would unlock something physical where they would maybe send you a sticker. Or maybe it would actually augment the Coke that's in your hand with, like, I don't know, confetti or something like celebratory or something. Such that it would recognize what you're doing, you know, with your hands and your face, your mouth, the scene you're in. And it would reward you or augment it in some way, in some really interesting way, uh, that isn't being done right now. Like, right now, you know, quote, AR, you know, in Snapchat and Instagram is just, you know, lenses on your face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it could be, like, recognizing things that are around you that you purchased, whatever, and, and doing something. So, you know, now that the, the, we have the depth camera on, you know, the 10, you know, where's that stuff? Like, why are we still doing lenses, stuff that we've been doing... For years now on just 2d cameras like where's the you know the 10 has this, this massive row of sensors at the top that's the you know the flagship f- you know future of the smartphone as Apple has said but the demo is demoing things that have existed for years not something that's 10x better right right not something that like there was no software demo for the front face and that blew people's minds. For example, the Animoji, a lot of that can be achieved with just 2D photos that have a lot of math applied to them. You know, like it might not be as as good. There are apps in the App Store today that let you look at your face live and adjust like a sticker or whatever. Like, you know, it's not probably at the, at the frames per second or the fidelity that the new iPhone 10 does, but you can do it, right? What they demoed wasn't a 10x leap from what you can already do with, you know, the 2D picture data that you have already like where's the 10x leap like you have like eight new freaking sensors or whatever it is <laughs> why isn't it like spaceships and shit like what's the real what's the software demo they can do with this new technology yeah you know has has apple thought of it yet like do they just hiding it from us or you know our third people third parties working on it
1: yeah i mean i guess i'm curious you know? to see if you know, they did feature wechat uh, i think it was last year or the year before and Or maybe it was even at this year's WWDC. In any case, whenever it was, WeChat has all these integrations, and I think that going along with what you're talking about, these sort of whether it be Coca-Cola or there there could be all of these type of functions where previously they might have used a QR code, um, but with this, it could you could have something in your room like you're describing, and WeChat would interoperate with that and be able to pull up some different user interface. That seems like, and that's already been you know discussed. There's there's plenty of writing on that, um, uh, but in any case, I feel like something like what you're describing would have been mind blowing in comparison to an emoji. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just I feel like it would have been commensurate with. The probably the, 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 the technological hurdles that Apple had to jump over to fit all those sensors up there, because there was some graphic about that those sensors all came from like these two acquisitions they did, right? So Apple obviously did a lot of hardware, you know, uh, had a lot of big hardware changes to fit all those sensors up there. So what's the what's the killer demo for that? You know, we have not seen it yet. I'm, I'm sure. You know, we might see it at some point from a third party or whatever. But it's it's weird that Apple pitches this as the future of the smartphone, but the demo, like you said, was of an emoji, not of something that was truly revolutionary.
1: Uh, so yeah, it seems like they definitely have new features that could be available and it'll be interesting to see over the next coming months whether they start to promote those maybe in some of the advertising and Especially coming into Christmas season if it starts to if they start to make it have a bigger
0: push yeah, I mean bringing it back to your original point on the website being really sparse uh it feels like there's a lot of room for maybe interesting stuff they might do uh you know might put it there um yeah but anyway, man, I think we uh I think we did it <laughs> we finished it up are you are you feeling good? Yeah. feeling good about the uh the first podcast
1: I think so. We did it uh, very, very minimally, and we'll see if it all works and comes together. But uh, I'm pretty happy with how it works. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. You too. All right. See ya.